In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. Today is the fourth Sunday of uh, the blessed month of Baba, and as we mentioned, the theme of Baba is that the Lord is Almighty. And as we've seen this month, the Lord, we saw Him heal the paralytic. We saw the Lord's control over nature with Peter on the boat and how the nets became filled. Then we saw the healing of the demon-possessed last week. And today we see the Lord's power over death and how the Lord raised the son of the widow of Nain. And I think anyone who has experienced death or the death of of a loved one can sympathize with this widow. And I'm sure she felt devastated. Here's her only son and all her, like the person she loved the most, gone. And actually, as I was thinking about it, it was probably the second time she had experienced this pain because the first one was probably her her husband. So now she's she's wept for her husband and now she's weeping for her son. And then I think we can relate to this widow. How many mothers or fathers, I hope, are praying and crying for their children? Maybe their kids are living a different lifestyle. And many parents are crying for their, their children. But the amazing thing to me was that as they were on this way to this burial, that the Lord approached and, you know, he's seeing the funeral procession going by. And everybody in a funeral procession is crying and weeping. And it's a place of, you know, anguish and grief. And then the Lord meets this procession. And the Lord says something very interesting to the to this widow. He says to her, do not weep. Do not weep. In the middle of a funeral procession. Mm-hmm. So today I wanted to meditate on this idea and speak to you about five reasons why the Lord said to the woman, do not weep. Do not weep. But before I talk about the five reasons of why the Lord said do not weep, I want to make one clarification. When the Lord said do not weep, He didn't mean it the way we sometimes say it. Sometimes we say it because we associate weeping with like weakness. And and we don't want to show anybody that we're weak. Or so someone will say, like, don't cry, you have to be strong. And actually that's not why the Lord said of my five reasons. That's not. That's the opposite. Actually, it's okay to, to weep and to cry. If anyone says, like, after the sermon, oh, we can't cry, or if we cry, it's a sign that we don't have strong faith, that's not what I'm saying. Actually, in other, in other, I'm encouraging everyone to cry. I'm encouraging, let's all cry together. Like, we can all cry together. It's actually something very healthy to cry. It's an emotion of grief. It's the natural response. If someone is feeling pain or feeling anguish, the natural response of the body is to to cry. But the five reasons why the Lord said to the widow, do not weep. Number one is God hears our prayers. God hears our prayers. Actually in the Psalms and, and like it says, when they cried to the Lord in their trouble, He saved them from their distress. Another place in the Psalms it says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from their troubles. I was thinking about the the prayers. When you pray, they ascend to the throne of God. And especially, especially 
the prayer with tears. The prayers of tears, you can think of it like FedEx. Like direct, air mail to the throne of God. Air mail to the throne of God. Whereas the casual prayers like this, that's like ground transportation fix. The prayer with tears ascends to the throne so fast. And God hears the cries of His people. Actually, when the Israelites were in Egypt, what the Lord said, to, He said, I have heard their cry. I have seen the oppression of my people. I have heard their cry. And just this past week, I was reading about the story of Hagar. You know the story of Hagar? After uh, Abraham had a child with Hagar, and then later Sarah had a child, Isaac. So Sarah started to say, I don't want to split the inheritance. Send this slave woman away. Send her away from here. We don't want anything to do with her. So Abraham was sort of grieved, but he listened to his wife and he, he sent uh, Sarah away and he sent her with some water into the wilderness. So they sent Sarah or Hagar into the wilderness and shortly after, guess what? The water is gone. The water is gone. So what did Hagar do? She started, here's another mother crying for her for her son. And then what's amazing is it's written that she started to weep and wander and to cry deeply. And then she said, let me not see the death of my boy. So she sat opposite him and lifted her voice and wept. And it says, and God heard the voice and God heard the voice. And the angel called to Hagar out from heaven and said, what ails you, Hagar? What ails you? What's the problem, Hagar? And then it says, fear not, for God has heard the voice. Has heard your voice. That's the, God hears the prayer with the tears. God hears the prayers of, of tears. I was actually reading the story of Saint, uh, Saint Monica. Saint Monica, this is a woman like the mother of Saint Augustine. This woman, we need to like have a, like a day and we just study her story. Because Saint Monica, this was amazing. She had a bad husband. She had bad kids. And all away from God. And she endured and through her prayers, she used to go to the, the bishop. In this case, it was the uh, St. Ambrose. And cry to him and say, you know, watch out for my son. Watch out for my son. Watch out for my son. And what the bishop told St. Monica, he said, Surely the son of so many tears will not perish. Surely the son of so many tears will not perish. Think that God answers the prayer of tears. And just like a little child, when a little child is crying, what do you need to do to a little child who's crying? You just say, and you hold him. And then it makes actually feel, everyone feels much better. And God always, like always is tapping on our back, giving us comfort and saying, it's okay, do not weep. I'm with you. And don't be don't, I'm, don't be, don't be afraid. I'll be with you. That's the first one. The first one is God hears our prayers. Number two reason God said to the widow, do not weep, is that He sympathizes with our weakness. Actually, there's great comfort. I don't know why, but there's great comfort if you're going through a tough time that you go through it with someone. Actually, it makes it feel so much better. If you're in a tough time, that you put two people that are having a tough time together, everyone feels so much better. 
when someone is with you in pain, it makes makes it easy. And the Lord, He sympathizes with our weakness. In the Gospel of today, it said, when the Lord saw her, He had compassion on her. He felt her pain. He felt her pain. In the Psalms, it says, you have put my tears in a bottle. Are they not in your book? Means that God has an accounting ledger. And it says, how many tears have you? I have a track of all the tears. And I keep them with me. So he keeps track of all the tears. That's a comforting thing to think about. Another thing is that in St. Paul, what he says about the Lord Jesus Christ, he says, we do not have a high priest who does not or who cannot sympathize with our weakness. If I go back to the story of the Israelites, after he said, I heard their cry. Do you know what he said after that? He says, I know, I know their sorrows. I know what they're going through. I feel their pain. I feel their pain. I think like uh, this is a classic example of like uh, mothers. Like I know I can speak from personal experience. When there's like kids going to an exam, like the mothers are more scared than the, like the kids themselves. Like that's because mothers, and I hope fathers, you too, you also feel the pain. Like mothers are very good at feeling the pain of their kids and feeling the anguish of their child. So, I mean, imagine how much more that God feels the pain of His children. That's why, like, when Lazarus, Lazarus passed away, who cried? The Lord cried. The Lord wept. Jesus wept. And that's why, so the Lord is the one who actually is crying on our behalf. You're crying and the Lord is crying with you. I think that's a comforting thing that do not weep because I'll weep on your behalf. I will cry for you. I will pray for you. Isn't that what the Lord said in his prayer? I'm praying for you. So that's the second reason. The number three reason that he said do not weep is actually he's the answer to all the problems. Do not weep because I have the answers to all the problems. When you cry, make sure you cry to the right person. Unfortunately, sometimes when we cry, we go and cry to the wrong people. People give us bad advice and people who don't comfort us in the way they should. And we go and we cry to, you know, bad girlfriends, bad whatever, bad, and they can gossip and add more like drama and add more. Don't cry to those people. Actually, you should cry to the, the person who can answer the request. I'll give you a, a funny example is, this past week I was crying to my cable company. And I was crying, crying, crying to one person. Didn't make a difference. I was on the phone for 45 minutes. I said, can I speak to someone who can, who can help me? And then when you cry to the right person, it makes a difference. When you cry to the right person, the person that has the authority. Then we say this month is about the person who has authority. If you cry to the right person... He answers. He has the authority. It's in his pocket. Oh, okay. Here. Discount. No problem. Done. Cry to the person with authority. Cry to the person who can answer the problems. Our Lord Jesus Christ, He has the answer. Well, there's one verse we say a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot. But sometimes we're just parrots and we say things like this. We say we have no helper in our hardships and tribulations but you we have no helper in our hardships 
and tribulations, but you. It's a very clear statement. But sometimes when we have hardships and tribulations, where do we go? We go everywhere else, and then the last place we go is to the Lord. Actually, there is no helper, none, no doctor, no no counselor, no tutor, no no helper in our hardships and tribulations, but you. Like God should be the first person. He has the answers. He is the one who has the authority to fix anything. So go to the person who has the authority. Number four. You guys got it? Remember the past three? We'll review at the Number four. He can turn our tears to joy. He turns our tears to joy. In the Psalms that we say when the deacons put on their, their tunics. There's a beautiful psalm. It says, O oh Lord my God, I cried to you. I was crying to you. And you healed me. You healed me. You brought my soul up from the grave. You brought my soul from the grave. The widow. Just thinking about the widow. Here's, you brought my soul up from the grave. You have kept me alive. That I should not go down into the pit. And then another part of the same psalm. But later it says, Weeping is, may endure for the night. Weeping is for the night, but guess what? Joy is in the morning. Joy is in the morning. So actually, He can turn our tears that are of anguish, and He actually turns them to tears of joy. He can turn them to tears of joy. In Revelation chapter 21, when St. John is seeing a new earth, a new heaven, a new creation, What's written, it says, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. There shall be no more death, no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. There shall be no more pain, for the former things have passed away. Only the Lord can take tears and transform them into tears of joy. I think that's what happened in this funeral procession today, actually. It was, if you think about it, it was a, a funeral procession of anguish and pain and everyone's crying and mourning. And then the same procession actually turned into parade. Like happiness, joy, like laughter, gladness. The ex- complete opposite. Amazing how a funeral procession could be turned into something so joyful. The last reason that the Lord says do not weep is his plan is always for our salvation or the salvation of others. His his plan is for our salvation. And God has the best plan for us. And sometimes he allows these difficult circumstances to occur to build us up and to strengthen us. Last night we read the passage about St. Peter in the Asheya and the Vespers last night. We read the passage about Peter walking on the water. And how he started to doubt his faith. I'm sure that experience of him almost drowning. And him crying to the Lord. And the Lord saving him. I think that made an impact on his life. You don't think it like that event just happened. I think it made some. So the drowning. Him drowning turned into something. Now he can say strengthen your faith. Have faith in God. If you're drowning. He'll help you. He helped me. 
Actually, that's one of the biggest reasons they say, like people, we go through tough times, actually, so we can serve others. Like they say, like an alcoholics group, all of them like could be former alcoholics, and they're the best people equipped to help one another. Someone who's lost a close family member is the best person to comfort someone who has lost another family member. So God is always looking out for our salvation, even in death. Even if someone dies, it's for our preparation so we can learn. We can say, oh, I need to repent. Oh, I need to change. Oh, I should live differently. I can't keep living the same way. I think, I was thinking about this concept that God always has the best for us. And the way I was thinking about it is, we were talking about how rich our father is. Right? How rich our father is. And then, if your father's so rich, right? It would be like, life right here is like a little piggy bank. Little piggy bank. It has little coins and If someone comes in and steals the piggy bank, are you going to be worried? Are you going to cry for the little, like five pennies that... And change and kalam fadi like all this little stuff. Why? Because you have millions in the bank. You have millions in the bank. What's a five cents isn't gonna do nothing like little five cents. Same thing with our life on earth. Vapor. Isn't that what they say about the life on earth? Vapor. When actually you have eternal life in heaven, that's that's the millions. That's the millions. So don't don't worry about the the, the piggy bank. If someone steals the piggy bank, you have much more in, in the saving account. Much more. Eternal life in your saving account. We said five things. Huh? Can you remember any five things? We said, God hears our prayers. Number one. God hears our prayers, so do not weep. God hears our prayers. Number two. He sympathizes with our pain. He sympathizes with our pain. Number three. He is the answer to our problems. We have no helper in our hardships and tribulations but you. But you. That's it. Period. He turns our tears of anguish into tears of joy. And His plan is always for our salvation and the salvation of others. And glory be to God forever. Amen.